I'm Deva Flowers. And I'm Chief Bob Vasquez. Welcome to Creating Leaders of Character. Our purpose in creating this podcast is to help you empower yourself as a leader. Specifically as a leader of character. Deva and I come from two very different times. You might consider me an old school kind of leader. And I'm what might be considered an emerging leader. As different as our perspectives may be, we both agree that leading with character is important these days. Actually, it's always been important. Now, it may even be critical. Throughout this podcast, we'll share our perspectives, not to convince you to think like either of us, but to help you develop your own perspectives and apply them to make you a better leader. A leader of character. This podcast is powered by the Institute for Leadership and Strategic Foresight. Good morning, Mrs. Deva. How are you? Aloha. Hello. I'm doing Aloha. good. Are you going yeah. to Hawaii or something? Uh, that's my new. That's my new thing of the week. I had a a big email that I sent out to a bunch of people in different states, and one of them replied with Aloha, and I realized they were from Hawaii, and I just thought that was so fun. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> so I've uh, been uh, copy pasting that a few times throughout the week. <laughs> I used to, and I have, and I've done it several times. And usually when I was working, because um, I, used send, I used to send out a, a, a first thing in the morning email to everybody to say hello. Mm-hmm. And uh, it got boring, you know, saying hello. Uh, so I started uh, uh, saying hello in different languages uh, every for the whole week. So I would say aloha every mm-hmm. from Monday through Friday. Uh, konnichiwa, mm-hmm. you know, and <clears throat> excuse me. My intent was that uh, for me to practice different ways of saying hello, but also educating people because sometimes yeah. and I wouldn't tell them what the, what it said, you know, what it meant. So I just put it on there and people would see me in the hallway and say, hey, what was that? And I said, well, that's how we, uh, you know, people say hello in whatever, in, uh, yeah, in whatever native language. tongue or whatever. Yeah. And, you know, that was kind of cool. So, um, so maybe you can try that uh, if you want. I, I got a list of them somewhere. Uh, yeah. Buju is one of my favorites. That's um, uh, uh, Buju. Uh, a Native American. Uh, I can't think of the which tribe, but uh, but anyway, um, there's. I like of- that. I like that. It's much easier and much more fun than Russian, where you either say "privet," which is semi, you know, approachable, or you say "stratsvoitsya," which means "hello." Uh-huh. <laughs> and so that's I don't know, fourteen letters long, uh, probably shorter than that. Yeah. But <laughs> well, um, I, the only Russian I know is uh, "dasvadanya." Dasvadanya, and then uh, "vodka." That those are the two things, and well, they kind of go with each other. <laughs> <That's> <laughs> you <cool. laughs> know, you have one, and then you say "dasvadanya." <laughs> so, yeah. Anyway, well, "dobro utro" means good morning. So <clears throat> "dobro utro," um, and uh, that'll be good. It kind of reminds me of if anybody on listening has a lot of their coworkers through email, and mostly we do a lot of online things, but we can all kind of imagine those, uh, Hey, this is what we're doing. This is what your task is. Emails can get kind of boring. And, uh, I realized at a certain point quite a while ago that the emails didn't get many reads or responses because the format was all the same. So at the very end I would put, um, and if you, if you read this far, if you got, if you got this yeah. far, come and yeah. tell me if you like pineapple on pizza and replied to, to everyone on the email chain. So everybody in the email chain started at one point to fight like intensely over this pineapple over pizza question. Um, and it was fun. And that was before anybody had met each other and they met each other and that was an inside joke and it was good. It was fun. Yeah. Interesting. <laughs> interesting. Well, and 
<clears throat> I don't know why I'm so hoarse today, but uh, you guys, that you guys, you youngsters, uh, continue your conversations without saying hello. Mm -hmm. I mean, you just like in, um, I know because I have some youngsters in my family and they'll walk in the door and they'll start talking without saying, Hey chief or Hey dad or mm -hmm. whatever. It's like, uh, why don't you just say hello? How are you? Kind of like what mm -hmm. I did this morning. You know, I, and I, I, if you can go back to a couple of episodes where I started that and I thought caught myself because you're supposed to say hello first, you know, or you should, that's the courteous yeah. thing to do. Uh, but you youngsters, it's like, well, I guess we continue, we're continuing this conversation. We started last time and, and you write that way too. Uh, text, text messages. you know, you don't say hello uh, in your text messages. You just go, you start. It's like, okay, sure. Well, wh whatever. So, and maybe I, I'm, you know, I pay attention too much to that stuff, uh, but uh, mm -hmm. I bet old folks are wondering what, 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 what happened, you know? So. No, I think it's definitely important. I think there's definitely a subsect of my generation that does that. I'm too worried about what other people are going to think of me. And maybe that's not the right phrasing, but I'm too worried about their interpretation of me to never say, because I've got the hi with three exclamation points, all like <laughs> really pushing it to say like, hey, yeah. is everything good? Right. <laughs> um, so uh, yeah. Well, yeah, we'll fix you. So today we were going to talk about listening, and this is a good segue. Um, yeah. yeah, this is a the great L segue. Word. Yeah, I love the L, the L word. word. Yeah, not not the other L word, <laughs> this L word. Okay, <laughs> my absolute favorite. It it reminded me of a close friend, uh, and I just had a conversation recently about the way that you talk to your mother versus the way that you might talk to anybody else. Mm -hmm. uh, they came to me and they they said, Deva, and you know I have a lot of friends that. They, we get into deeper conversation, but I said, Dave, like, I feel like I talk too much and I don't really know how to stop. I feel like I, not that I'm talking about things that are completely irrelevant. I never talk about anything inappropriate, but I realized that I have like eight or nine minutes of screen time is, is what we called it. So mm. like uh, on a TV or movie show, you'll have somebody who's just having a monologue for nine minutes. That never happens. You know, there's right. always a, a somebody talking and then somebody goes, huh, or somebody talking and somebody has a response or a question. Um, so about their mother, um, they were talking about, or I brought up the fact that I had had seen conversations between that person and their mother um, in the past because they're really close friends. And when the mom calls, um, they they know each other so well and they're so comfortable with each other that she'll call him and say hi how's it going and the next response will be his monologue like like nine <laughs> ten minutes of oh, of wow. all of the reasons and all the things that are going on in yeah. that time oh, um God. and i'll be kind of in the background and my friends will be in the background and and uh in the back of my head i'm like should i remind them like like maybe ask why your mom called <laughs> maybe yeah. like you know check in and and they told me oh well we we always get there we always get around to why why they called but um you know she, like my mom wants to know how my life is going and so yeah. i'm telling her everything <laughs> about my day and yeah. um so we talked about how a relationship like that might be able to form the way that you talk to other people but it probably shouldn't be the gauge for everyday conversation. If somebody says, hi, how are you? It's not necessarily your invitation to give your entire life story. Maybe. Who knows? Well, although 
you guys, I'm, I'm, I don't know why I'm on this kick of you guys this, uh, on this episode, <laughs> but you guys don't realize that how are you is a question. Mm-hmm. There's a question mark at the end. If you write it, if you type, no, you wouldn't do it because you guys don't use punctuation marks I or do. capitals. Sure. <laughs> anyway, how are you is a question, Deva, that you and even the previous, your pre, of generation previous to you, for some reason, started thinking, uh, considering it a, a salutation. Mm-hmm. How Hello is how you say you start a conversation. Well, good morning, good afternoon, all those types of things. But you guys start the conversation, if you do it this way at all, is how are you doing? Mm-hmm. That's a question. Now, and I've had this happen. I have a story on this uh, in particular. But you can ask someone, how are you doing? Not waiting, and now we're talking about listening. This kind of gets into this. Not listening for the answer and walking off because you don't expect an answer. You don't want and you don't want an answer. You don't want to take the time, but you should have waited. Uh, I'll tell you the beginning of this story, and then if you want to hear it sometime, I'll tell you. Mm-hmm. But I'm walking out of the uh, library at the Air Force Academy, and this freshman, you know, young, I don't know, 16, 17 years old, uh, never been anywhere before, uh, out of, uh, away from his home. I, I see him out of, out of the, my peripheral peripheral vision and i ask him hey how are you doing and he says terrible chief mm. oh crap now yeah. i have a, a, a decision to make you know that's a decision point i have a choice do i listen to him or do i just say well have a good day and walk off yeah you know, <laughs> i'm that, uncomfortable <laughs> yeah yeah you know so uh luckily i did listen to him and like i said there's a lot more to that story but the point is that it is a question and uh, I've, I've said this on many of my podcasts lately i remember not long well no really actually it's probably a couple of decades ago that I heard Rush Limbaugh. I don't know if you're familiar with him. He used to be a t- uh, radio yeah. commentator and yeah. um, he was uh, talking about the, the disarray in the country and all that kind of stuff. And he said, the reason we're where we're at is because we've lost the language. Mm-hmm. We don't understand what we're saying. We don't understand what we're listening to because we manipulate. I mean, woke, what is woke? Well, you probably have a better idea than, than I do. Mm-hmm. Although I, I, all I know is that I don't like it because mm. it, 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 uh, it seems negative to me, all that woke stuff, whatever that may be. But the I definition mean, isn't necessarily what it's become, especially politically. So we've manipulated the language to uh, express whatever we want when the word that we started out with wasn't that at all. Mm-hmm. In my culture, one of the words that, uh, and forgive the, the term, but this is what it is, it, it's been bastardized, is machismo. You know, mm. you you may have heard that word that someone is oh, macho, yeah. and it's like you know, uh, uh, someone who struts and you know, uh, like, what's the, I can't I can't even think of the term how to explain it, but that's not the original meaning. Someone who was macho in the original meaning was some a, a man in particular because it's an O, it, it's a, a male connotation, that a male person who took care of their family, strong. Uh, uh, possibly a warrior in an, even another culture, but that was what it meant to, to be macho. And then somehow it got mixed up in the English language, and then it turned into a negative thing. So again, mm-hmm. the how we the words that we use, how we use the words, are important because if we are listening, that's how we can 
supposedly communicate, right? Supposedly. Yeah. Supposedly. And that's a big S, supposedly. <laughs> yeah. I want to be a macho man. <laughs> one yeah, of my that, friends was the one of my first interpretation. <laughs> yeah, I have a very close friend who was on that group. The, oh, anyway, really? Yeah, but Your anyway, musician contacts. <laughs> yes, yes. In fact, we were roommates in the Philippines when we were stationed together. But yeah. uh, but anyway, wow. uh, so well, let's talk. Let's get into the L word a little bit. I, if you ask that question, I think there's value. There's a purpose and function in waiting for the answer listening for the answer how are you yeah good okay great you know and then you can probably leave it at that no one i don't think would fault you with that terrible oh now again there's a choice do i listen do i care let it go you, you can choose whatever you want but now especially if you're talking about being a leader that's a, a and i've often said this uh, leading is different than being than leadership because you have opportunities to lead and that is an opportunity to lead when some when you ask someone how are you doing and they tell you mm -hmm. life sucks. Oh yeah, um, we were just talking about languages and one of the cultural things they taught me in my Russian class is that in Russia, when you ask how are you in their culture, it really means it's a serious question, and so you don't actually ask that as an introduction anymore um, as to, mm. to acquaintances because to them, from what I've been taught. How are you means how's your family? How's your emotional state? How's and to us, I mean, it seems appropriate to be able to ask that of friends, I think. Mm -hmm. um, but nowadays we've we've definitely, like you said, the morphology of different terms, um, we've used that to mean hi. Um, yeah. and the expected answer is always, oh, great. Or yeah, right. fine, or yeah. <laughs> like it's it's really really catches people off guard when when you say you know terrible like you said. Right. Um. So what do you do when somebody says terrible? Um. I think you have to have a little bit of courage. Like I kind of mentioned earlier. Oh, that makes me uncomfortable. Or <laughs> like uh, I'm just gonna tell you goodbye because I'm uncomfortable. Yeah. <laughs> um, well, you you weren't prepared for that. You you were right. you're you you're prepared to use it as a high. And beyond your way, you know, uh, where again, if you do it, I think if you do it well, if you do it right, if you're a leader, you accept the uh, the challenge of being a leader for that moment. You're gonna it's gonna be more uh, deeper than that. However far you want to go, uh, you, I mean, what you're telling someone one is that you don't care if you don't sit, if you don't wait and listen. And the worst thing uh, with my story, uh, Deva, uh, again, I can tell you sometime that. Um, if I had not stopped to listen to that young man, it would not have been good at all. Mm -hmm. It was really, really bad. I didn't realize how bad it was till he told me. But, uh, but thank goodness, I, you know, everything worked out. But uh, yeah. nonetheless, yeah, the L word. You gotta, you have to be willing. First of all, I think that's important in the listening process that you have to be willing to listen. And and there's a difference between listening and hearing. And I know you know that because you studied that before, but. Uh, you have to, I mean, it starts physically with the hearing part. Uh, I have had a lot of problems lately because I've got something going on in my head. I don't know what, what it is, but my ears get clogged up. It, it feels like I've got uh, um, cotton balls in my head. Mm. So, I, you know, it's like really fuzzy a lot of times. But the other day, I think Deb finally got frustrated with me because I, I kept saying, huh? And it's like, yeah. I couldn't, I 
I could hear that she was speaking, but I didn't know what she was saying because yeah. my ears were all clogged up. You know, I was trying to listen. Actually, I was trying to hear to begin with, and hmm. it was almost physically impossible. So, you know, when we're talking about listening, I think it, I don't think it does start with hearing and being prepared at least to hear. Mm -hmm. Hi, how are you? And walking off, eh, probably not a good thing for a leader to do. Yeah. So before we got on this uh, talk, I was looking up just ways to listen better. The Google search was how to listen better to see what some of those tips might be. And one of the things that kind of shocked me was it said that um, it may be a psychological deficit, quote unquote, that you were born with that's a little bit less than other people. And that sounds really serious, but it's really not. So hear me out. If you have like a little bit less of an attention span than most people, it's probably going to be harder for you to wait and take time to have the other person respond. I mean, maybe you have a little bit of, and I'm just trying to tie it to psychology. So it's more of a, oh, wait, this is something I can work on instead of, oh, I'm just a bad listener. Um, impulse control. I mean, if all you want to do is you're on the edge of your seat and you're saying, oh, I want to tell them my story, my story, my story, my story. And um, you're not listening to to what's happening on the other side. Um, something that I heard a while ago that was helpful to me in my process of learning how to listen better was I realized that I was slightly anxious about what I was going to say next. Um, like, for instance, in our conversation, it, it you know matters a little bit what I say, and I kind of have to think before I say before I say because it matters what I record. Um, and when I was younger, I would be anxious about what I was going to say. So I started scripting it in my head while the other person was talking. <laughs> um, the problem with that is that the script has to change based on what the person says. So if I listen to 40 seconds of what you have to say, but the last 10 seconds was the important part, then my whole script is scrapped and I have to <laughs> I have to restart it. And I don't have enough time because I didn't get to think about it. And yeah. um yeah, so I think you have to also psychologically, both I guess my third thing I brought up, have just a little bit of confidence to be yourself um, and know that the right words are going to come if you are intent and really you care to listen to what the other person is saying. They don't have to be perfect. Um, but so but yeah, what you're explaining is what uh, Dr. Stephen Covey uh, used to say is that we we – and it's not listening, but that's the term to use. Listen with the intent to reply. Yeah. And we all do that. You know, as I'm listening to you, especially again, we're doing a, we are recording something that I hope a thousand, thousand, <laughs> a thousand people are going to listen to. So we want to say the right things. So I'm kind I'm, I'm processing what I'm, I'm going to say at the same time that I'm supposedly listening to you. Mm -hmm. And, and, you know, we all do that, but, Sometimes the uh, the effect of listening, I'm trying to be to say this correctly, the effect of the, the possibly the listening process is, is more critical than what than words, than using some kind of verbal response. <clears throat> I'm sitting at a at a work uh, workshop that we had uh, for the cadets at the Air Force Academy. And uh, my brother, Rick, had been suffering with cancer for two or three years. And as we're sitting there, and I'm sitting with the football players, these big old huge guys, well, compared to us, compared to me, they were only about 300 pounds maybe. You know, other teams that we played 
their their uh, center or their it starts at four hundred pounds, you know, so small team. Anyway, these big guys, uh, football players, tough guys, and I'm sitting with them, and I get a text from my sister, mm. Rick, Rick, my brother, our brother, mm. is gone. Yeah. So uh, Nick Charles was his name, is his name, uh, looks at me and says, "Chief, are you okay?" And uh, I said, "No." <clears throat> Excuse me. I show him my my phone, and uh, and he looks at it. The normal response, Deva, I think, is to say something like, "Well, he's in a better place." Uh, all kinds of different ways to say it. But Nick was so incredible at this. He listened to me beyond the words, and he says, "Stand up, Chief." Mm. And we both stood up, and he hugged me. Mm. That's good. That's it. That's it. Yeah. Sometimes there are no words to reply. Yeah. Sometimes we have to listen for the emotion more than the words. Mm -hmm. We're out of time. Let's talk That's more really on this good. next week. Sure thing. Thank you for listening. We hope that there was something that you heard in this episode that will help empower you to become a better leader. A leader of character. If you'd like to connect with us, please email us at cloc at leadershipandforesight.org. Until next time, be great. This podcast is powered by the Institute for Leadership and Strategic Foresight.